This is Donna Skogland, and you are listening to the Pleasure Project Podcast, episode 135. Real quick, I have a free webinar on November 17th on how to close the gap between where you are and where you want to be. The webinar is called From Intention to Action, and I will be teaching you how to change your brain so that you can actually follow through on your plans. So the link for that is in the show notes. So make sure you sign up, join me, and it's going to be value-packed, lots of great practical information you can apply right away. Today, I want to talk about the number one solution to all of your problems. Yes, all of them. And all of your problems can be categorized into one of five things. So the first one is Adverse life experiences or unfortunate events. These are the things that happen in the world, in our lives, that we wish didn't happen. So it could be current events that are happening that have actually nothing to do with us but are affecting us. It could be things happening in our lives, in our immediate relationships, maybe our loved ones get sick, anything that happens in your life. The second category is intrusive thoughts, also known as automatic negative thoughts or ants, and how we loop in our minds with a lot of overthinking and rumination. So it's almost as if our minds are just tormenting us day after day, all day long, and we get kind of stuck in our heads about incessant thinking. The third category are unpleasant, uncomfortable, painful, or challenging emotions. Things like stress, anxiety, loneliness, overwhelm, grief, despair, any emotions that we don't want to be experienced, that don't feel good. The fourth category are actions that we don't want to be taking, but we take. When we do things or don't do things that don't get us closer to who we want to be and the results that we want to create. So bad habits, coping mechanisms, being reactive, maybe we yell at our kids or we procrastinate on important tasks or we fall into unhealthy habits. And the fourth category are the outcomes from those things, the unwanted results. For example, having a health problem, like being diagnosed with diabetes or cancer, or pain in your body, or you're overweight, or your husband leaves you, or you get fired. These are all results that happen at because of something that you are doing or not doing. So that's different from the first category, which is adverse life events, because these are kind of things that are out of your control. And then the, the results, the last one, are things that are within your control. So those five categories uh, where Every problem in your life can be fit into. So to recap, number one is adverse life experiences. Number two is negative intrusive thoughts. Number three is unpleasant, challenging emotions. Number four are 
actions or inactions that we don't want to be taking that don't get us towards where we want to be. And then the fifth is unwanted outcomes. Now, all based on these five categories, or if you look at these five categories, only one of them are out of your control, and that's adverse life experiences, unfortunate events. That's, we can just call that shit happens. And shit is going to happen. It's going to continue to happen. Welcome to life. Now, the other four are absolutely within our control, although we were never really told how to control those things. So what happens is things happen in our lives, in the world, and our mind and senses are scanning our environment and interpreting what happens. And the way the brain works is it looks for patterns. When something happens, it thinks, okay, how does this fit into the model of reality that I have? How is this like something that has happened in the past? And it organizes the information that's coming in through our senses based on our worldview, our perspective, our mindset, our belief systems. Now, the problem is that you don't see the world as it is, objectively, factually. You see the world as you are. There is a teaching in yoga, or a, it's a yoga sutra, and it says that the world is empty, everything is empty from its own side, and appears according to how you see it. The things in the world are empty of meaning, they're neither good or bad, they're completely neutral, but the way that we perceive them is coming from the lens through which we look through. Now, what determines that lens is a cluster of cells in the back of your brain called the reticular activating system. And the reticular activating system really is there so that our brains don't explode with all the million bits of information that are coming in through the senses in every, in any given moment. If you just took in and had to process everything that was coming in through your eyes, your ears, your senses, your smells, your taste, it would be so overwhelming that you would just be paralyzed. You wouldn't even know what to do because there would just be such overstimulation. So our reticular activating system basically filters out anything that's not important or that our brain doesn't think is important to our survival. Now imagine if you're driving down the road and your brain was taking in every single thing, everything that's happening on the street, the people walking on the street, the people driving their cars, every single car on the road, every sign that you pass, what you're feeling in your body, what all the sounds are, the honking, the people talking to you, the thing that you're listening to. There's no way you would absolutely crash. There's no way that you could focus on driving. And so in order to drive and not crash, your brain has to basically shut out most of that stuff so that it can decide, okay, what, where's the car closest to me? What do I need to pay attention to in order to get to where I want to go safely? So this is happening in any, in every moment with our brains. Now what determines how our brain is programmed is 
our past. So our past, and specifically through our childhood, from the age of zero to seven, our conscious mind isn't fully formed. So everything that we take in goes right into our subconscious mind. We don't have the ability to reject anything and be able to make meaning, like logical meaning from what we see. So our brain is just scanning our environment. And again, its number one purpose is our survival. So it just wants to keep us safe. So we create beliefs and models of reality based on those formative years of our childhood that we often take with us through the rest of our lives unless we change it. So if you had a traumatic childhood and you had really horrible things happen or you know your parents treated you in specific ways, you created beliefs about who you are as a person and how relationships happen and are formed and how to be in relationship, you're most likely going to play out those patterns and they become like self-fulfilling prophecies. So if you developed a meaning that you need to stay really quiet so that nobody sees you, so that nobody judges you and you can't make mistakes and you can't fail, it's going to be really hard as an adult to go out and go after goals or to put yourself out there in dating or in business, in your career, because that programming that you have to stay small, stay quiet, hide, not be judged, not fail, not make mistakes is going to hold you back. Our subconscious mind, which is part of you know this programming that happens, well, it's all of the programming that happens, it governs 95 to 99% of what you notice, what you perceive, what you believe, what you think, how you feel, your reactions, your choices, your habits, most of what determines the whole of your life. And there's only one to, you know, four or five percent that is driven by our conscious mind. And our conscious mind is the part of our brain that we use to set goals. So the biggest challenge that we have is we want something in our life. Maybe we want to improve our relationships, or we want to improve our health, or we want to improve our career, or we want to have more money. And our conscious mind really wants this and understands why it's so important and understands how it will positively impact so many aspects of our life and what we need to do to make that happen. But then our subconscious mind is operating based on outdated programming of our past. So you can see how this creates a huge obstacle to change. Now, these five challenges, these five problems that I mentioned before, the way that we try to solve those problems in our life doesn't work because it doesn't take into account the subconscious programming. So instead of addressing that, which is truly the only way to create lasting change, this is what we do. So when adverse life experiences happen, or even when other people in our lives do things or say things that we don't like, that we don't want, we try to control the uncontrollable. We try to change 
the people in our lives. We also try to change the situation we're in. Maybe we try, we think, oh, the job is the problem. I need to change my job. Or the place, the city I live in is the problem. I'm going to move. That will be the solution. Or the partner I'm with is the problem. I'm going to break up with this person and find someone else. So we change the outer circumstances of our life, hoping that the problem will go away. But if this has ever happened to you and you found yourself in a similar situation in the next relationship or the next goal or the next place you live, you haven't addressed the root cause of the problem. You've only changed the context, which is the environment, the outside things. But the outside things were never the problem. Your subconscious programming was. So we try to change others or we try to change our circumstances. Essentially, we give all of our power away to the outside world. And we think that the outside world needs to change in order to feel better. But this just becomes this endless changing things and it never, we actually never feel any better. Things don't actually change. Now, the way that we deal with those negative intrusive thoughts, we ruminate, but we also believe them. That's the biggest mistake we make when it comes to how we deal with thoughts that are unhelpful, unproductive, not serving our lives. We believe them. And this is a problem because our thoughts literally create our reality. Our thoughts drive how we show up, the choices we make, everything. Ultimately, the results we create. And thoughts are actual things in our brain. Thoughts are proteins. They're pathways in our brain. And the more we think thoughts, the more reinforced those pathways become, those neural pathways, and the more our brain defaults there. We just keep thinking the same thoughts over and over and over again. I was talking to someone yesterday and she said at some point in her relationship, she started having a lot of paranoid thoughts about her partner. And even though logically she said 95% of the time they're totally unwarranted and they have no validity and they don't make sense, her brain just keeps going there. And it was just so obvious that she had created this habituated pattern of thinking these kind of thoughts. And again, the more we repeat thoughts, the more our brain just wants to be efficient and keep thinking the same thoughts. So we have about 60,000 thoughts in a day, and 95% of those thoughts are the same thoughts we had yesterday. So our brains just want to keep repeating itself. And this is a problem with the thoughts you're repeating are not positive thoughts. They're not life-affirming thoughts. They don't lead to feeling and acting the way that you want. Now, the way that we deal with trying to change our behaviors, those habits that we don't want anymore, those coping mechanisms, procrastination, is we try to use willpower. And I'll go back to emotions in a second. I realize I skipped that one. But We try to just decide, okay, on Monday, I'm going to 
not eat sugar. I'm going to go to the gym or I'm going to X, Y, Z. And I just talked to someone about this a couple of days ago and she was saying, you know, Monday and Tuesday are good. And then something happens, something throws off my routine and then I fall off by like Wednesday. And I was telling her that that's because she's using willpower. Willpower works just a little bit. It works just enough for us to keep trying to use that strategy because we have evidence for it working sometimes, but it doesn't work long term and it doesn't create lasting changes. It becomes an all or nothing on off. Sometimes you're doing it, sometimes you're not doing it, but you never do it consistently enough for it to gain traction, for it to become a deeply ingrained habit. So it's a constant struggle. It's something you're continuously struggling with and battling and trying to do, and it's a source of huge frustration. And the way that we deal with our emotions are we either push them down, we shove them down, and we try to distract ourselves. We try to feel better by seeking sources of instant gratification. Maybe we eat or we drink alcohol or we smoke pot or do other drugs or we online shop or any kind of retail therapy or we scroll on our phones. Anything that provides temporary relief, provides pleasure in the moment, but doesn't actually address the emotion. The emotion is still there. We've just gotten a little break from it, a break that feels good in the moment, but then leaves us feeling worse afterwards. Other ways that we deal with our emotions or rather not deal with them is we try to bypass. So we just kind of ignore them, avoid them, pretend that they're not there. We try to think positive. We try to just ignore them and that doesn't work. And then the final, yeah, so those that's the four ways, the four things that we do to try to solve those problems. So we either try to control other people or change the circumstances of our lives, change what's happening on the outside in order to feel better on the inside, which doesn't work. We believe our thoughts. We suppress, numb, avoid, or react to our feelings. And then we try to use willpower to change our behaviors. Now, like I said, these are all mistakes we make because we don't know any other way. This is what we've been taught. This is what we've been modeled. This is what we believe is the solution because we weren't given another one that works. But again, it does not address the root cause, which are your unconscious thoughts, your subconscious beliefs, the programming of your past. And what happens is that we keep, when we keep making these same mistakes over and over and over, we don't really feel like we have any agency over our lives. We don't really feel like we can control ourselves. We don't feel like we feel like our brain is our biggest enemy. It's not, it's getting in the way. It's a big problem. Same thing with our emotions. We feel like we're just being run. Our lives are being run by our emotions. We're on this emotional roller coaster where we're just being kind of thrown around. And then the actions we take are just seem to happen against our will. And we just keep repeating behaviors that are frustrating and 
then we go into shame spiraling and guilt and feel bad and judge ourselves. And this is all very exhausting. And it's not getting you any closer to the life you want and who you want to be. So what is the solution? The solution is to change the programming. And the way you do that is something called self-directed neuroplasticity. This is based on science and it is the ability for you to use your brain, sorry, to use your mind to change your brain. Your mind is the part of you that decides it's the the mind the let me back it up for a second. Your where your mind goes, your brain and body follow. Your mind is the part of you that can watch yourself think, that can step back and observe the sensations in your body caused by your emotions. It's the part of you that knows that you're taking an action that doesn't serve you and is watching this all happen. It's the witness consciousness. And it's the part of you that ultimately guides where the brain goes, where the body goes. And so we have the ability to use our mind to change these neural pathways in our brain so that we can change how we think, how we feel, what we do, and ultimately the lives we create. So self-awareness is an aspect of your mind, and it is your biggest superpower. And the number one thing you will use to achieve your goals and to change your life. So learning how to pay attention to be the watcher of your thoughts, to be the feeler of your feelings, to be the observer of your experience, to be able to step back and see all of this very clearly. That is your ability to become anyone you want and achieve anything you want. And then you really start to feel like you are in the driver's seat of your life. You can feel, think, and do what you want, and you have control over the outcomes, the goals you achieve. And this is what I'll be teaching in my webinar, Intention to Action. So make sure you sign up. The link is in the show notes. It's also in on my Instagram bio. Make sure you're following me there. And you're on my email list because I'll be talking about it there as well. So I hope you join me. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait to teach this stuff. This is such important knowledge that most people just don't have. They don't even realize they're making these mistakes. They don't even realize what it actually takes to create the changes you want. So I hope to see you there and I will talk to you soon.